you know that if you're doing a remodel on an older home, there's always going to be some surprises. And surprises is usually sarcasm. That's it's never a good surprise. No. Somebody left a project uh, undone for a new homeowner to come in and try to figure it out. Uh, Patrick Baker and Nick Drummond working on their home, and they found one of those surprises. Um, this is in uh, Ames, New York. Nick is on the phone with us. Hi, Nick. Hey, how's it going? Good. You know what I'm talking about? I, we watched way too many of these fixer-upper shows, and, and uh, I, I said before the break, if this were me, if you guys were on Property Brothers, the second you guys find something hidden, it's going to be asbestos, right? Has to be. Always. <laughs> but, oh, it's always asbestos. But in your case, you guys find this, uh, like a hidden panel, and there's a foundation down there, and a, what, like a mud room? It's over the mud room, and hidden in the walls is whiskey. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and not just, it, it's so much whiskey. Like, there's, there's more that we still have to get out. So try to give us an idea of what you think the total bottle count will be. Um, so we currently, out of the initial secret compartments we found in the foundation walls, we pulled out 10 uh, hand-tied bundles of about six bottles each. Oh. Um, but then we, we were actually looking, we realized there was like a weird spot in the floor that was sort of cut. And it turned out to be a trap door. Of course. Of course there's a trap door. Right. And uh, <laughs> after, you know, we, so we sort of had to crawl in this uh, dark hole. Um, and we're sort of on our back in the dirt. And then we're looking up and we realize you can't see the bottom of the floor joist. All you see are just boards everywhere held in place with flathead screws, which is really weird. <laughs> what year was this house built? Uh, it was built in 1915. Okay. Uh, all right. So flat head screws. Again, using my television analogy, this is when you undo the screws and lift that secret compartment. That's where the body is buried, right? Oh, I, well, I, well, it wasn't a body yet, although at this point I don't even know. But no, we found <laughs> out the floors, in addition to the walls, are lined in whiskey. <laughs> so in terms of Friday nights, how much whiskey do you have? Are you guys going to party for now until forever? <laughs> That much whiskey? Uh, oh, pr- pretty much. I mean, we probably got like, it's probably going to end up being 80, 90 bottles of whiskey. And a lot of them, I mean, I would say maybe 40% of them are full, oh. uh, depending on how they were stored and whether the corks were kept wet. Oh. But, um, and is, yeah, it, so it, is it any good? I mean, it's, it, it's, it's, if it's from the Prohibition era, from the 20s. Do you want to drink it? You know what, Nick? Don't answer that. Make Patrick crack one open and have a sip and watch. If he starts throwing up, (laughs) then say no. Run and say you never suggested it. (laughs) Exactly. Is it good, or do you guys not know yet? Well, we've been told that it actually should be good. Um, So it's actually not... It's it's sold by a bootlegger, but it's actually imported uh, like Scottish whiskey. It's actually, it's funny enough, the brand, which is still around today, it's called Old Smuggler. So he was, he was a smuggler who smuggled Old Smuggler whiskey. You know, and you would think during the Prohibition era, the fact that he called it Old Smuggler, you'd almost know what was in it. What are you guys doing in here? Nothing. Nothing. All right, Old Smuggler. I'm satisfied. <laughs> and off later. they went? 
What, the, what are the cops doing back then? He's, I checked this. I it's, it's clear. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. But no, so it's, it's wild. And so, it's, you know, we keep finding all this stuff. And so, you know, as we're going through this process, we set up this uh, Facebook and this Instagram page called Bootlegger Bungalow. And so, you know, as we keep trying to find new things, and honestly, I thought that was sort of the end of the story. There wasn't going to be much more. Right. And it keeps going on. <laughs> yeah. We, we're be- actually uncovering all kinds of crazy stuff about the bootlegger who built our house. It reads like a hundred-year-old whodunit that was never solved. Uh, so was he like a, I guess, the equivalent of back then, a, like a drug kingpin, or was he like the main distributor? Well, he, so he must have been. So his, he, his name was uh, Adolf Humpfner, but he went by the Count. Everyone called him Count Humpfner. He um, died, and he was loaded, too. We're talking, like, at, the, at that time, something like $160,000 in 1930, which is a lot of money. And loaded in that the walls of his house were packed with friggin' whiskey. He was loaded everywhere. Oh, and all the way, he was loaded everywhere. Right. Well, so, so here's the thing. He dies under mysterious circumstances in front of the administrator of his will. Why is that mysterious? <clears throat> that sometimes that happens. Well, people just drop dead. <laughs> sometimes you drop dead in front of the person who's in charge of your assets, you know. Um, well, so, and then it just, it just gets weirder. They come to the house. The house is a disaster. They find $45,000 in cash all over the floor, multiple aliases, foreign bank accounts, like 23 deeds to buildings in New York City. And it's just interesting. And they find abandoned lumber trucks with secret compartments in the backyard, but they're empty, so they can't prove that he was a bootlegger. This guy would be qualified to run for public office back in the day. This is all the things you need to be a politician. (laughs) Wow. Well, funny you should say that, because the other main character in this story was a politician. I mean, Uh, it had to be. So the guy who actually was the administrator of his will, the only witness to his death, and the lead investigator was this none other than this guy, Harry Berry, the mayor. Harry Berry, yeah. Nick, the story was interesting enough. Don't please don't editorialize and make things up to be cute with us. (laughs) Harry Berry, Harry Berry, the mayor, Fort Plain. And oh, it gets better. There's this other guy, and I I I know you're going to think I'm making this up, but I'm not. His name is Luscious Beard. Stop it. Stop. I'm not. <laughs> Are you sure it's not Lucius? Come on. I like okay, okay, yes, yes. It's probably Lucius. It's probably Lucius Beers. I might be. Come likely. on. Wait, are you saying Lucius or. Okay, is it Beers or Beards? Oh, no, it's Beers. B E E R S. Lucius Beers. Mm-hmm. That was my nickname in college. So, <laughs> another glass of so Lucius. Anyways, after, okay, go ahead. So after his death. So his widow, his wife, well, who's now a widow, she'd been missing for over 25 years. Well, of course, there's a missing widow. So this other woman comes in. She claims to be the long-lost widow of Count Humpfner. But it turns out, after, pay, after ordering this expensive, elaborate funeral, that she's an imposter. <laughs> it's like somewhere between Agatha Christie and Edgar Allan Poe. Was all of this disclosed on the listing sheet when you guys bought the house? Because... <laughs> Well, you know, 
okay, so that's the funny thing. When we bought this house, the neighbors actually told us, oh, you know, that place, it was built by a bootlegger, this German baron guy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're like, oh, sure, whatever. That's cute. I mean, we love it. But, I mean, come on, it's not true. And but holy crap, it's actually even crazier than anything they told us. Harry Barry. <laughs> and so now this is, this is all a great story and everything, but what has this done to the cost of your remodel and the budget? <laughs> that is yet to be seen. We will find, I mean, so we've actually been contacted by a bunch of uh, auction houses and private collectors who oh. are interested in the whiskey. Yeah. And so we're trying to figure out what the heck we're going to do. Well, you know what? The legend, the bigger the legend gets about some of these things, like uh, political, there were some famous politicians years and years ago who had extensive collection, like uh, I think Thomas Jefferson had an extensive collection of wines and things like that. People collect those specifically like from certain eras it's just like any other type of why does anybody collect baseball cards there's probably somebody who collect oh my god whiskey bottles please tell me they have a harry berry 07 or whatever you know what i mean right there's somebody out there and that was what i was going to ask you have has anybody like ballparked what some of these are worth so we've actually yes we have i've gotten some ballparks we've also looked online and found a few Actually, identical bottles that were sold about two years ago, and the ones that were sold two years ago average between eight hundred to twelve hundred a bottle. Um, Nick, I can buy it for nineteen dollars right now on Binnie's. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying you're going to try to screw me here. I'm just saying that I mean nineteen dollars plus shipping from Binnie's, and I got some delicious yeah. old smuggler in my house. You got to be reasonable with the price, oh, yeah. my man. We got cash to buy from you right now, but yeah. we're going to go with Binnie's. <clears throat> <laughs> well, of course. The other funny thing—they're around today, but I mean, they're a bottom shelf whiskey. They're <laughs> well, it's yeah, it's really not. I mean, it's it's actually okay. I mean, nineteen bucks for a bottle of whiskey—I'm I'm not proud. I've I've downed a lot of those. I, Dress but, that up in the text but, of the auction listing. And and the age—I mean—and they don't age in the bottle, which is the sad thing. It's not like a wine, which continues to get right. better. A whiskey it needs that oak or whatever the barrel oh, really? is that it's in in order to really, I mean, it'll actually thin out in the uh, bottle, uh, especially those ones that aren't full anymore. But I bet, I bet it'd be a curious tasting to do. I think it would probably, I mean, sure, you'll sell whatever you're going to sell. You have to. But I think it would be cool just to have a tasting with your friends and neighbors just to kind of. Uh, no, not friends. No, uh-uh. no. <laughs> Find some, <laughs> do a live stream. I'm going to go with Patrick, Nick. Let's have Patrick do it and, and uh, do a live stream and we'll all watch and see what happens. It's kind of like the old life cereal thing. Make him. Re- yeah. He likes it. (laughs) And then he's down. He's down. And then the stream cuts. Oh, let's do it on Halloween. That'd be perfect. And I suppose you guys have talked about all these possibilities. I mean, you wouldn't have looked to see what these bottles sold for if you weren't curious as to maybe the value of the total find. But is that kind of the uh, is that? Is that kind of the route you guys are thinking of taking other than, you know, the historic significance of it being in the house that now proves it was owned by a smuggler? Are you thinking, ah, we're just going to sell these and move on? Or or are you going to keep the atmosphere of the house the same? Well, so here, that's where I'm conflicted. So I'm an architect. I'm a huge historic preservationist. So I'm, li- I'm, I'm living for this. And 
there's a reason why these things are still bundled up on our dining room table, which, by the way, that's actually disgusting because these things were in our floors for a hundred years. Just imagine the cobwebs and the mouse poop and the it's, you know, it's so gross. But, you know, so the thing is, we absolutely there are going to we're keeping a lot of it with the house. We have to. That doesn't mean that we're not going to sell, you know. We have all these bottles. I'd say maybe 40% of them are full and look totally fine. I think the ones that were upside down, oddly enough. Yeah. So the ones that were upside down, those are the ones that remained yep. full. Wouldn't yes, that I seep out? The like cork? Yeah. No, well, the, no, I think the cork kept wet. The cork stays wet, so it's swollen, oh, it so it makes, okay, it makes gotcha. a seal. I gotcha. It, and as soon as there's any air at all, that alcohol is going to evaporate. It's done. Yeah. Huh. Which is what happened to, like, all of the other bottles. They just evaporated because the corks went bad. Amazing. Um, Nick Drummond is on the phone with us from New York. Uh, the house he and Patrick were remodeling, they found a just a massive cache of at least 100-year-old whiskey, dating back to the Prohibition era, of course. And how long have you guys been, how long has this remodel project been going on? Well, we just, so we've owned the house almost a year now, but we just started the remodel like a month ago. Okay. I mean, this was really one of the beginning steps. Here's what I read in the story that caught my attention. Uh, I didn't know how long you had the house, but one of you saw the hatch in the floor, but really didn't think much about it. Uh-uh. Who the Me? hell thinks That's the that? first thing I'm looking down there. If there's a hatch, we're going in it, man. What's that? Because there's a head and a body, and we are moving today. What's that uh, What's that old Eddie Murphy bit where the, he's talking about the Amityville horror, and he's like, Oh, honey, this is a beautiful house. Look, there's a place for the kids to play, and we got all kinds of bedrooms. It's beautiful. Get out. Too bad we can't stay. <laughs> you know, like no, well, so who, who would think it was in our mudroom? It's in this unfinished mudroom. It's just like I don't know. It's just we figured it was to like access the underside of the mudroom, and I mean, actually, there's oh, there's also there's an abandoned well under there. Which, by the way, crawling under there is terrifying because you can fall into like a hundred and fifty year old hand dug well. Uh, we talked to a family who had a bed. Uh, placed over an old well in an addition, and I think it was I think it was in uh, New York, and somebody fell in. Yeah. And, and, so I mean, dude, you're you got to get out of that house. You no, must I, get out of that house. Well, have, so okay, you. I'm sorry, and I I grew up in a house that was a hundred years old when I was growing up, and so I, I love all this kind of stuff. It, when you discover. Okay, wow, here's a hatch in the floor. Wow, here's here's whiskey built into the walls of the basement. Um are are you at any point thinking, okay, we need to find a a preservationist or or a more someone who's who's got more of an idea of what else might be down there because you don't want to be thinking you're pulling out a bag full of whiskey and it's, it turns out to be a bag full of heads because if if your count friend was in fact a bootlegger, I you know, he ran afoul of the law a lot yeah. and and a lot of people i mean you got to keep a lot of secrets if you're a bootlegger it's the same as if you're a drug dealer it's the i mean essentially and his friends are named harry oh, yeah. barry he sounds legit i don't know man it just seems <laughs> oh, like harry barry and luscious don't forget luscious, Lu- luscious, yes. luscious well, beer so have you brought in any like 
professional excavator or uh, archaeologist? I don't know. I don't know who you would call. I don't know who I would call. Indiana Jones. We're definitely not opposed to it. I mean, so, you know, as far as preservation goes, we're essentially leaving everything as it was found. Like, you know, um, the other thing is any empty bundles, any empty bottles, they're staying with the house. And honestly, we're putting them back in the floor, and we might actually put like a little glass like thing in the floor to kind of show all the hidden stuff ah, underneath. Okay. Um, so, so, but you know, there's actually more that we haven't even opened. There's two compartments that I we just we have to get to. The first two compartments in the floor were easy because they were where the hatch was. But there are further compartments that I don't really want to tear up our house, like our floor, to get without knowing what's in there. So we're actually thinking of getting a. Um, they have the, the like plumbing and stuff. You drill a little hole, and you can go in with a little camera yeah. to see what's in the compartment. A probe. Be careful when you do that, because we don't want to have to call you back, and this is the scene that you relate to us. It rubs the lotion on its skin, or else it gets the hose again. <laughs> well, you know, maybe I'm going to find the long-lost widow. No! 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 She's, no. uh, she's there's a there's a widow selling on eBay right now for 19.99. So just let that one go. Well, uh, good luck. I mean, this is like a treasure buried treasure uh, that came to you. S- dig you know? site that's in your own house. Wow. And uh, oh, I know. We we have to keep looking. I mean, there's so much more that we are trying to wrap our heads around. Let's get the stuff, uh, the dirty stuff, off of the dining room table. Get it out of the food prep area. Let's yeah. let's let's that's that is not cool. Boy, when you guys get this finished and do the tour of homes, your house is going to be the most popular, man. That's so cool. Yep, it's so cool. <laughs> yep. All right, so you're an architect. What does your partner do? He is a florist. He actually just opened up a flower shop down the road called Botany. Uh, so he's a florist. So he was the one who noticed the floor, like the flooring. This is old. <laughs> Sorry, that, that's what we Sorry, do. That's right. Yeah. You liked us up until then. Oh, right. It was a horrible joke. Okay? So he takes pride in his work. Florist. Oh, okay. Sorry, but I hear floor. Really, you were really, you were sitting on that one, weren't I you? I was right? waiting. I was. I'm, I'm going to admit it. He was going to say horticulturalist, <laughs> but that was over the line. Uh, so, oh my God! So <laughs> in your neighborhood now, where I grew up, uh, in my neighborhood, um, we lived in a house that uh, was next door to a house with a tunnel from the basement of that house to the house that was the first one built in the neighborhood that the parents then built for their daughter when she got married and they ran an underground tunnel from their house to the basement of the house that they built and in over the years of the neighborhood being built multiple houses were built in between those two they just barreled into and sealed off the tunnel so I wonder in your neighborhood, if this house was built during Prohibition, probably some of the other houses in your neighborhood are of the same age. Yeah. I wonder if there isn't that same historic vein. Because that's what bootleggers, like Capone, that's yeah. if the th- authorities would come, they would go through these tunnels. But that's in Chicago, too. So. I just, I, have you considered maybe the other houses in the neighborhood as to as uh, also potential sites of cool stuff? <laughs> Well, you know, I can't, we're so, so we're fairly, I mean, we're out in the country, so there are, we actually do live across the street from a few homes, but I I just can't imagine there'd be anything over there. I mean, the coolest thing is actually across the street in the woods behind that house is an abandoned, uh, what do you call it, an abandoned canal thing, like an abandoned canal chaseway that's all overgrown, Hmm. but it used to 
eventually connect to the Erie Canal. So I don't know. That's I know. Which I we're like, well, could that be related to distribution? Although I'm convinced now that it's the lumber trucks because he also owned, in addition to like the bank and the school, he owned a a lump. Actually, I'm just putting this together. So he had a bunch of lumber trucks in his backyard. Harry Berry owned the local lumber yard. Would you stop saying those funny names? <laughs> You're ruining the story. And Tutti Frutti, yeah. right, he was the grocer in town. <laughs> and the children carried the bottles in their backpacks. Yes. And they were the ones who distributed the liquor to the parents. Wow. Wow, what a great this story. This project Damn. is going to continue for, uh, I think, a long... You should get a hold of, like, the History Channel or somebody and document this stuff. <laughs> if you keep uncovering things... Yeah, call Bob Vila. He's from around there, call right? The, pick, the American no. Pickers are from here in, uh, the, in uh, the Quad Cities. But, nah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, but you know, it's, 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 we got to sit down. I mean, we seriously, there's probably 40 or 50 different newspaper articles and, like, three or four court cases all tied to this guy, and it's every time you open a new article, there's some other insane, ridiculous, hard-to-believe fact. Oh, I'm sorry, there were also two elderly widowed sisters in Bavaria, and they ended up getting involved after Harry Berry sailed for Bavaria twice. Yep, yep, I, so, I, I read that also, Nick. I just I didn't want to steal your thunder on that one. <laughs> He's just going to visit some friends. Why is that everybody think that's so weird? Uh, and you know what's funny is uh, this is the story that the Sound of Music is based on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what's also what's also kind of sad and hilarious is in one of these historic articles it describes the sisters and it says something like because of course everyone thought he was royalty but he made that up and it's like these were the faces of sisters that had never known luxury in life <laughs> and then it shows it shows these sisters and I swear to God one of them's like half bald. And she looks like this skeleton. It's terrifying. And she's just staring into the, staring at you. And it's just, it's a face that had never known luxury. <laughs> what a great description. Or love, Nick. Just as love made me. I exactly pictured her as soon as you said it. As soon as you said it. Like one of the skeletons yeah. in the Well of Souls in Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> Oh, oh man, dude! I could talk to you all day. That's crazy. He's got these black eyes just staring at you because yeah. the photo's so grainy. Yep. Like, have you ever been to? Uh, well, especially now, if you ever go to like the Halloween store that sets up in the abandoned store in your mall, and like if you go there and they have those like old timey photos, and as you walk by, they change and they look like skeletons. That's exactly what I'm picturing. <laughs> That's exactly what she. That is what she looks like. I swear to God. Oh my God. Oh. Well, go to work or something. For God's sake, we're sitting here talking to your ear off. This is great. We'd though. like to order a funeral spray just in case something goes down with you, too. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right, buddy. Thank oh, you. Man. Thanks for the, telling us the story. There's pictures and stuff up at twodorks.com, but keep us posted. Yeah, because we check in come. with you periodically? I love this story. <clears throat> I don't want to bug you. Oh, yeah, we're going to keep finding more. I swear to God, it just keeps getting weirder and more ridiculous. I mean... And you guys, so I don't even know what we're going to find. Well, you've got to keep digging around. There's got to be a satchel of cash there somewhere. There has to be. Well, you know, I was talking to the neighbor, and he told me that's the urban legend of our little village, that there's apparently a satchel of cash hidden in the house. No, no, no. You tell him, yeah, we found the satchel. No cash whatsoever. No, so sorry. Just go about your business. <laughs> there's nothing. No money. Because <laughs> that's when we're going to find you somewhere. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Nick. Thanks for chatting with us. What a great story. 
Is, are you having All fun right, with bye. it, or are you more freaked out by it? Oh, oh no, I'm loving. I'm living for every bit of this. Are you kidding? I want to find the long lost widow who mm-hmm. actually. Yeah, that particular widow, there were three. That particular one was found alive after she was legally declared dead at a beach in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. But no, I want to find some skeletons and cash. Mm-hmm. You know, like jewelry would be nice. And you know, what we'll, level of architecture classes do they cover all this in? <laughs> Is this like 300 level stuff? <laughs> I don't think I was prepared for any of this. <laughs> right. Wow. Uh, all oh, right, man. Awesome. Hey, thanks for sharing your story with us. There's pictures on our website at, uh, at twodorks.com. It's just creepy enough to be Halloween-ish. I love it. Yeah. All right. Thanks for chatting with us, Nick. Have a good weekend. You too. Bye-bye. All right, See bye. You, we'll take a break. Uh, it's Nick Drummond. Wow. Uh, he and his partner, Patrick Baker, they buy this house. First of all, you own it for a year and you don't unscrew the trap door over the mudroom? That's the first thing I'm looking at. I have the inv- I have my house in it, when the inspector comes in. He looked at that first. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, we got a trap door full of heads. There's down a here. head down there. I'm going to have to take ten thousand off the price. Right.